episode of Salty Thoughts with Tamal Dodge. So today we're sitting down with Brick Riva, owner and founder of Renew Juicery, a raw cold pressed juice company serving truly organic fare. Brooke is a dedicated business owner, health and lifestyle advocate, and a super rad person. We're so happy to have you here today, Brooke. Thanks, Jamal. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I love the name of the podcast, Salty Thoughts. <laughs> Sounds like we're going to get into something weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just supposed to be stimulating. Um, everything's based off of, you know, yoga salt not just being uh, a way to get people sweating and feeling good but also give them some intellectual stuff to digest at home or in the car and things to continue their continue their yoga practice off the mat so I always feel that yoga shouldn't just be a physical practice it should be a mental a spiritual one as well so if you can help people grow and evolve on several different levels that's a true yoga center and 100%. I think everybody tries to strive to do that. I mean, your company, Renew Juice, is so much more than just a juice place, but it really educates people when they start to dive into what it's about um, and really helps people take care of their body. And that's, I think, the first step is taking care of your body. And then once you take care of your body, the way you feel and the way you think changes and it inspires you and it makes you want to grow. And I think that maybe leading us into our first question for you is what started you on the path of health? What started all this? What's your story? So um, it's a long story. I'll try and make it quick and interesting. Um, I've always, health was always one of my passions. Um, I went to film school. Um, so film, animals, and health are kind of my, my things. And um, I moved out here from, from a really small town in New York. Moved to LA. It's a big new place. I was a vegan at the time um, and had been for a little while. Had been a vegetarian since I was 12. So I'd always been eating really healthy. Um, but coming out to LA, there were all these new quote unquote healthy options. Mm-hmm. You know, the processed meats that are supposed to taste like tuna or sausage or hamburgers. Um, and so being a young person, still thinking they were healthy because they're vegan, I started eating a lot of that. Um, started working in film and being really stressed out. Um, and next thing you know, I have severe stomach problems. Um, mm-hmm. Spent a year going to the doctor's. No one, no doctor could pin down what was going on with me exactly. I had every test you could imagine done from colonoscopy, endoscopy to I, they gave me this like giant pill that I had to swallow that took um, photos all through my intestines. Um, wow. And at the end of the day, they said, we don't know. You pretty much just have to deal with it. Um, then one day when I was hiking, my girlfriend and I were going back talking about cleanses, talking about health food, and a woman turned around in front of us and said, hey, I just want to let you girls know you're giving each other really good health advice. Um, turned out she was a holistic nutritionist. I sat down with her for 45 minutes, and she knew exactly what was going on. Put me on a, a 30-day cleanse, which was basically just a whole foods diet, adding some, some supplements, some enzymes, um, and within two days, completely turned, turned my health and stomach around felt like a new person had a ton of energy and she's the one actually who turned me on to juicing um 
And through that, I did a bunch of research, learned about cold press juicing and how it's the best method possible, you know, preserves all the enzymes, doesn't add any heat. And so I got a little, tiny little masticating juicer and started juicing at home and just felt so amazing. My hair was growing, my nails were growing, my skin was amazing, uh, my eyes were super bright, and just my energy was through the roof. Um, And so that's what got me on kind of being a huge juice fan. Um, (laughs) and wanting to share it with everyone. Um, and then fall into that, this was around, this was about five years ago, and juice was, was becoming popular. It wasn't quite as popular as it is right now, um, but there were plenty of juice spots to go. So I started changing my work meetings into juice, meeting at juice places instead of coffee shops. <laughs> um, and I just started to find that nothing was tasting as good as the stuff that I was making at home. And a lot of it wasn't organic. Most of it actually wasn't organic. It was really hard to find organic juice. Um, and then there, these places were putting juice, this precious liquid, into plastic bottles. Right. Um, which is something that I didn't stand behind. Um, you know, juice is acidic, so as soon as it goes into a plastic bottle, it starts eating away at it. So whether it's BPA-free or not, it's, there's still plenty of other chemicals in there. <laughs> um, and that kind of led me to, hey... There is not a product of my standard out there. People seem to be, my friends seem to be liking the stuff I make. Maybe I should try putting it out there. Um, and that's what I did. That's amazing. Yeah, it's funny. It's exactly what we were talking about in the very beginning of this. Is just, you know, you see changes in yourself and it inspires you to help other people. It inspires you to, you know, share it. And it inspires you to get more knowledgeable about it. Yeah, and I think... Um, just what you said, the inspiration to be able to take charge of your own health. And that's something that I see with customers every day. And like you said, we're, we, we're not just a juice shop. We like to, to educate people on health and wellness. And that comes from me feeling so desperate for that year that I was going around to doctors and then realizing, oh, I can take charge of this myself um, and wanting to empower other people to be able to do that. Yeah, let food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. Um, every time I go into your juice place, everybody at the at the desk there at the counter is always telling me, this is good for this, this is good for that, <laughs> you should try this, have a shot of this. Um, and they really do educate you. I even learned stuff when I walked in there, which is super cool. And you actually don't normally see staff members um, with an education on what the products actually do for you versus what they just taste like, you know? Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to hear that. And I think it makes the job more fulfilling for our staff too because they get excited about being able to help people. And then we have people come back and people that are recommended. I had someone come in yesterday and she's like, oh, my friend, I'm getting sick. I told my friend and he told me to come straight here and that you'd know what to do. Right. <laughs> you know? So that's, that's pretty amazing that people are trusting us and realizing, you know, the doctor doesn't have to be the first step. Right. Absolutely. I mean, even when I had a big health issue when I was a teenager, I grew up um, in a yoga ashram and I grew up eating plant-based my whole life. I never ate uh, meat, um, chicken, fish, eggs, ever. But that being said, in my family, we were very spiritually healthy people, very much into yoga and meditation, but we ate just a terrible junk food vegetarian diet. I mean, just got awful. Um, and I was very into being athletic when I was younger. As a kid, I was surfing and just always running around playing sports and having fun. And um, on the flip side, our closest family friends, um, Kathy Hoshijo, she was um, 
the first person to have a vegetarian cooking show on national television. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, she had it from 1979 to 1992, I believe. So a long time oh, it ran yeah, for. Oh, yeah, that's advanced. <laughs> she, wrote, she wrote tons of best-selling cookbooks. They were our closest family friends, her kids and her family. My family had seven kids. Her family had 13 kids. So it was like a giant school of hippie children. <laughs> and uh, they were very healthy. They ate a whole food, plant-based diet. They really knew what was going on. But my family would like eat cheesecake for lunch uh, just because it was something that we liked full of like white flour, refined sugars, <laughs> cream cheese that was definitely not organic and just terrible for you, full of growth hormones and everything. When I was about 15 years old, we were living in Los Angeles and we had so many brothers and sisters, I always had to share a room. And uh, at the time I was signed to a rock, rock and roll label with my older brother and we were living in the garage of my parents' house. But my brother was in love at the time. <laughs> so he was very, rarely, very rarely there. So I was like 15 stoked. I like had a garage to myself. But the whole garage was filled inside the walls with black mold. And oh my gosh. nobody knew that. And over the course of like six months, I started feeling really low energy. I was 15. I started get, losing weight. My skin broke out. I never had bad skin problems. I started feeling headachey all the time and congested. And then one morning I woke up and I must have had like, 104, 105 fever. My head was pounding. I couldn't hear anything. Literally, you could talk to me. I couldn't hear a word anybody was saying. I walked into the main house. And I looked at my dad, and I remember saying, like, womp, 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 womp. I don't know what I said, <laughs> but he looked at me and was like, what the hell's wrong with Tamal? And I turned away and walked away, and next thing I knew, I completely blacked out, slammed my head on this desk, went into convulsions on the floor. My dad had to wake me up and resuscitate me. Make a long story short, I had environmental sickness. They moved oh me God. out of the garage, obviously, and found out the garage was just a toxic place to live. And I'm 15, and I'm just really screwed up. And so I'm like, what do I do? And I'm like, I'm trying to research what I should do for health, and I decide I'm going to go raw at 15. Oh, my goodness. But I didn't know what to do. I'm sh there are definitely great ways. I've been raw before where it was very, very, very beneficial for me. But at that time, I did not know what I was doing. And I was like, I'm just going to eat raw food. And I'm going to eat what's cheap and what's easy. And I just ate basically romaine lettuce for a year. <laughs> and I lost so much weight. I was slightly shorter than I am now. I'm not that tall. And uh, right now, I'm like 135 pounds. But then I lost so much weight, I weighed 115. So if you imagine me oh my goodness. right now, you know, 20 pounds lighter, <laughs> which is crazy. I look like a skeleton. I got really ethereal. Like you see a lot of raw food is out there. I was like, hey... <laughs> <laughs> you want to have some raw salad? I like to call it floaty. Yeah, where you're it's just very like floating floaty. up in a different. <laughs> and uh, I remember everyone was very concerned about me, <laughs> and uh, I thought it was working because my skin cleared up, and I start my skin started looking good just from eating the junk. Not not junk, but not a balanced diet. I was not eating definitely not balanced, um, but I was losing so much weight and getting very ethereal. And my father was like, "You gotta, you gotta change this." <laughs> But my dad made me break it on a huge Indian feast. He like came up to me with like samosas and like no, white yeah, rice. Not recommended. No, and I went into like total shock. My body was like shut down after I did that. But then I started looking around and I went and start, started hanging out with our close family friend Kathy, and she started educating me more on health and nutrition. And I just transferred to eating a very balanced, whole food, plant-based diet with a lot of raw in it. And then I discovered juice as well at a very young age and when I started juicing and drinking a lot of juice. And 
we had a champion juicer then. Yeah, that's amazing. Like the old school ones. Because when I was a kid, I used to make banana ice cream out of it. I'd take bananas, put bananas through them with chocolate chips and peanut butter. But I was like, oh, this thing also makes juice? Oh, that's awesome. Ice cream sounds great, though. Yeah. And so I started making tons of juice with it, and it really made me feel completely different. I started feeling tons of energy. Um, all the sports that I was doing, surfing and yoga and everything else that I was enjoying, just was way better. And something clicked to me that this was like, um, people always talk about, you know, the fountain of youth. I was like, this is it. This is what you need to have in your body is raw food and you need raw juice because the amount of vegetables you get in a bottle of raw juice is astronomical. I just don't think people understand that you're ingesting so much nutrients, not just the antioxidants, things like that, but you're ingesting so much the enzymes which we can actually talk about, the importance of enzymes. Oh, 100%. Um, enzymes, especially coming from a person who has had digestive issues, enzymes can be your best friend, you know. Um, and so the difference between cold press and your banana ice cream champion <laughs> juicer um, is by cold pressing it, we don't, we don't add any heat. <clears throat> Sorry. We don't add any heat to it. Um, it's literally, a, you know, pressed with two cold plates. Um, and so that's where we say we keep the enzymes, the micronutrients, all this stuff that's really doing, doing the hard work, detoxing heavy metals, um, providing you with a ton of antioxidants, um, fighting disease, um, and f- did I say flushing heavy metals? Yeah, fighting disease. But all this stuff that's really doing what, what I say, like making you glow from the inside, that's coming from the enzymes and the micronutrients. And I like to say, you know, I don't want to discourage people. Any juicing is better than no juicing. So if you have a juicer at home, a centrifugal juicer or any type of juicer, uh, even a blender that you're making juice in, that's absolutely better than nothing. But it is really great to work in the cold pressed juice too. Yes, I completely agree. And I think when people actually see um, cold pressed juicing happening, it's different than what you think it is. Most people have no idea of what the process is like. You're literally not, you know, most juicers, they grind it to the most obliterated pulp possible. Really, you're just shredding it and you're continually pressing and pressing the juice out of it. You get more juice when you do it, by the way, also, if people don't realize that. And it's just, um, the taste is so different. It's a smoother, you can tell it's it's almost like, you know, been juiced with love. It tastes <laughs> like there's a lot more love inside of the, the bottle of juice. And you know, you guys have a Norwalk, right? Yeah. And that, that juicer is just amazing. Um, the liquid that comes out of there, it's like it's like gold. And oh, it's literally amazing. when you drink it, you you can feel it. I we have a couple of juices where um, you know, my favorite of our juices, the super roots that I drink almost every day. I literally feel like my skin is glowing by the time I'm done with my bottle of juice. That one's like crack to me. I have to stay away from it. <laughs> that one's too good. That's like my favorite one you have there, and I every time I go and I'm like, try something different. Don't do the super roots, and I'm like, super roots, please. It's okay. <laughs> I've been doing super roots since the day I made it, pretty much every single day. So for about two years, and I haven't gotten sick of it. And just the turmeric in there is so amazing. You know, we we juice the turmeric where a lot of juice companies um, and a lot of foods that you're finding turmeric in, it's in the powder form. Yeah. Which again, any turmeric is better than no turmeric, but the turmeric juice is so much more potent and easier for your body to absorb and digest and use. Um, and then we put astragalus in there too, which I'm sure you know about astragalus. It's a medicinal herb. Um, and I, that I like to call the fountain of youth because it literally goes into your cells and starts to renew your cells. So it's anti-aging, fights anything from hair loss to wrinkles to memory loss. 
Um, it's pretty amazing. I, I sprinkle it in everything, and we'll talk about some of my other products later, but <laughs> it's in every single one of them, pretty much. And it's funny, because I actually didn't know about astragalus root until I actually came into your, your oh, spot. I and love that. Um, I learned it from you guys over there, and so then I started buying the astragalus root, <laughs> and I started adding and stuff, because and it really is amazing. Yeah. I mean, even turmeric, like, the uh, most amazing things about the products that you're using also in your stuff is the effects it has on the human body. Like when I was a little kid, um, we had a bunch of, since we're in a yoga ashram, we had a bunch of Ayurvedic people come in, Ayurvedic practitioners and things like that. And I used to have earaches. And in India, when you have an earache, you take a little bit of warm oil, like sesame oil, and you mix it with turmeric and you take a dropper and you drop it in your ear and you can count to five and your earache goes away. Oh, One, two, three, four, and five. And then it's gone because all the inflammation is gone. And that's amazing. That makes sense. <laughs> it, it's incredible. And I remember going to see a doctor like a week or two after I had had drops in my ear. And um, she was from India, the doctor. And um, she looked at my ear and it was still bright yellow. <laughs> I was like eight years old. And she's like, she looked at my mom and she's like, did you put turmeric in his ear? And my mom was like, how did you know? She's like, well, it's bright yellow. She goes, but how did you know? She's like, well, I'm from India and we do that in India all the time when people have ear because it's actually really good. Um, I mean, now that you say that, it totally makes sense. Oh, it's Why incredible. It? it just, you can literally go one, two, three, four, five, and your Eric is just gone. Um, and then uh, bigger injuries that I've had, I last year snapped my MCL, a little bit of my ACL, and some meniscus damage, but I snapped my MCL completely in half, and my leg blew up like a giant blimp. I had MRIs and all this crazy stuff. There's all this talk of doing reconstructive surgery. I'm not saying everybody's going to heal like this. I'm just saying this is my personal right. experience, but... I ended up taking tons and tons of turmeric, um, ingesting it, and I'd also make turmeric patches, and I'd make a paste out of it, and I'd put it on my knee, and I greatly attribute, one, the inflammation, the swelling going down from the turmeric, and just the healing process. Three months later, I was running, never had surgery, That's nothing. Amazing. I did take a lot of enzymes and other things to help heal that and change that process of being a very negative one to a positive one, but... Um, I greatly attribute turmeric to that. But yeah, turmeric is so special. And just fighting inflammation, like the power to fight inflammation, you know, your examples with injuries, but it's not just with injuries or the physical, like, you know, even if you're feeling tired, groggy, brain fog, like so much of that is just inflammation in the body. Uh, everyone should be adding turmeric into their, Absolutely. their daily diet. And most people, when they first try it by themselves, they're like, it tastes like an Indian curry. But you actually can mix it with other things so it doesn't sound like that. And two, you actually get used to it. Yeah, I couldn't stand turmeric the first time, the first few times I had it. And now I can chew on the raw root if yeah, I had to. I, I don't. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, making a tea with it with some, some raw honey, delicious. Absolutely. Um, you know, your wife and myself, turmeric milk. Mm -hmm. turmeric almond milk like i see you guys are drinking oh, yeah. a lot of that um, the golden milk yeah <laughs> it's insane um all that stuff is amazing and even back to enzymes i mean talking about raw versus you know juices that have been cooked or juices that are not even cold pressed just in general enzymes everyone's always asking what is it what do enzymes do and i always tell people in simple form i'm like okay you have a house or let's say you want to build a house you have the lumber you have the screws, you have the hammers, you have all the tools to do it, but you have no construction workers to put it together. <laughs> I'm like, 
enzymes are the construction workers for your body. You could have proteins, carbohydrates, and all these things, but if you don't have the construction workers, the lipase, protease, amylase, all these things to put them where they need to go, not to mention heal injuries and expedite the process of all these other things that your body needs, enzymes are the construction workers for your body. I love that description, yeah. Yeah, and if you're depleted, like people don't realize if you eat tons of cooked food, you're depleting yourself of your natural reserves of enzymes, and that's the other importance of eating and uh, raw food and drinking juices, you have to replenish your enzyme depot. Otherwise, you just keep dumping it away. Well, and that's, I think, the pro- why so many people are having s- these stomach issues is we, we're used to a diet of very cooked food, pasteurized food, um, carbohydrates, things that don't, we're constantly filling ourselves with things that don't have living enzymes in them, and our body's just working so hard to break them down and digest them and turn them into something that it can use. And, um, you know, we just keep on that path and our bodies can only handle so much. Yeah, and it's um, just an example. When um, Same thing as like you said, when I was 15, I just went onto this complete road of trying to discover what's healthy for you. And I just started digesting books like meals. I just cramming information on myself. And um, if anybody's ever read um, a book called Enzyme Nutrition by Dr. Edward Howell, that was like the first book to really get people into raw food. I mean, he discovered that he took all these different animals, and granted a lot of these animals have several stomachs, but he discovered that when these animals ate food, the food would sit in their first stomach and pre-digest, and then very quickly move into the next stomach, and then tiny bits of their enzymes would be secreted to help finish off the process and put it out the body, poop it out. And then... (laughs) We watched humans eat food, and humans have one stomach, but it acts as two. It goes into a flexion and holds the food at the top part of the stomach, and he noticed that the food wasn't pre-digesting, and it would sit there for a long period of time, and then eventually it would dump into the bottom part of the stomach, and then all of a sudden, tons of your enzymes were secreted from your spleen into your food and try to finish off the whole process, and then it would get pushed out as poop or whatever. Um, And he was wondering why this was happening, so then he started realizing that the animals were eating raw food, and that there are enzymes in the raw food that were helping it pre-digest. So we started feeding humans raw food, and all of a sudden when humans ate the raw food, the stomach would go into a flexion and hold the food at the top part of the stomach, and it would start magically pre-digesting. And then when it would dump down into the second part of the stomach, all of a sudden only a little bit of our enzyme reserves were secreted, and the job was finished off. So if you continually eat cooked food, which is I still eat cooked food, and without enzymes, if you continually do it, you are draining your enzyme depot and your body is going to age faster, break down a little bit faster. You won't be able to recover from injuries and sickness as fast. So it's so important to get those raw nutrients in your body. It is, yeah. And um, I'd be interested to hear what what took you off of your raw diet because I think when we're young and same thing with me, I, I had my moment where I thought I was going to be raw and do that forever. Um, but I think when we're young and even just starting to learn about health, it's really easy to get caught in these um, this world where veganism is the only way to go. Being raw, this is the only way to go, and this is 100% right because I've read these books that said this is, this is what it does. Um, and I think as I've aged and start to learn more about my body, I've discovered, and a, a message that I try and share with people is that there is no one set diet necessarily. That's There's no miracle diet. There's no diet that's right for every person. Um, 
and raw all the time, while it may work for some people or it may work for you at a certain age, your bodies are constantly changing and all of our bodies are so different. Um, And I think the most important thing is to know about health and be incorporating these things, but to always be paying attention to how your body's reacting to those things. Absolutely. I mean, I think that um, in Ayurvedic medicine, there's talk about how seasons change and you have to adapt your diet to seasonal changes. When it's cold, you eat warmer foods. And I do think there's a lot of stuff to that. I mean, when I was younger, I used to be like, what? No, I'm just going to eat raw. I don't know about that Mm -hmm. and stuff. But then, you know, I started adding in some warmer foods and cooked foods, especially when you start to know what your dosha is. Like in Ayurveda, they talk about your specific body type. Um, Kapha, Vata, Pitta. And I realized I was definitely a Vata. I'm like very thin and wiry, high energy. And especially in the colder months is when Vatas specifically are supposed to have some warmth in their diet. And it made me feel really good. made me feel very strong, um, very healthy. And then I just started realizing that there was some kind of a balance that I could create between eating a lot of raw food and eating some whole food, uh, plant-based food that was going to be still very good for me. Um, and just try to figure out what is the balance between all of that. And so through the years, I just started eating. Usually when I eat a meal, it's 75% raw, 25% cooked still. And when I do eat cooked food, I do take digestive enzymes yeah, with my food. Um, and the way I test if a digestive enzyme is really good as I take baby cereal, this is how much I geek out on nutrition. <laughs> this is craziness. But <laughs> I take baby cereal and make baby cereal like a thick sludge out of it. And I take my digestive enzyme that I purchased and I sprinkle it into it. And I mix it up. And if it doesn't turn to water in like two minutes, it's not a good digestive enzyme. I love that test. That's amazing. And, you know, I use a very, very good enzyme. It's patented from Natural Choice Products. And, man, their stuff turns that stuff into liquid so fast. <laughs> and it's you can watch the miracle of enzymes working in action right in front of your eyes. You can watch it pre-digest your food and separate the nutrients. Because enzymes just break down your food into simpler forms. You know, it breaks down the proteins into amino acids that you can just suck in through your metabolic pathway and you can absorb it. So Yeah, I think it's good for everyone to be to be taking digestive enzymes. Um, you know, that digestive enzymes I relied on heavily for that first year of my my gut recovery and it just made all the difference and and now I do have at least one to multiple juices cold pressed juices a day so I don't rely on them as heavily but um, usually with my dinner before I have dinner I, I take a digestive enzyme because that's usually my my cooked meal yeah okay. and I, I do the same thing and it's like food in general when I look at it I'm like okay so many people eat food without putting any mindfulness or thought into it. It's just, oh, I want to eat that. Right. It looks delicious. But once you chip, uh, flip your perspective on it, you're like, okay, is this really good for me? <laughs> I know that Twinkie looks delicious, but that is not actually food. That is like poison for the body. Gosh, my and stomach hurts just thinking, just thinking about, about it. it. So once you can actually change your mental perception of food, you start to put a lot of thought into it. And it just becomes automatic. Because what you put in your body deciphers what your body is going to be made up of and what it's going to be functioning like. And so, yeah, I take enzymes before I eat meals or in the middle of a meal sometimes. And also, that was the other huge healing process for my knee when I greatly injured it is I took. And you can't OD on enzymes, uh, something I discovered, too. You can take as many enzymes as you want. Your body will never waste an enzyme. It'll actually always store it for a rainy day, whatever excess there is. that's amazing. So I took... I guess it's going to sound crazy, but I took 90 capsules of Vitalzyme every single day for like six weeks. I finished off like 
1500 enzymes and then another bottle of 1500 enzymes but it was better than surgery and I felt so good and <laughs> my leg completely healed and um, you know I greatly attribute the healing process to that and, and I've had other things where I've had to use enzymes for our friend Kathy uh, Hoshijo her husband had a cyst that was in his between his vertebrae and his spine and he didn't know it and his he was losing feeling in one of his legs so he got all this imaging done. Like, oh, you have this cyst right between your sp- your vertebrae and your spine, and really, we haven't really done this surgery that much. There's like been ten cases of this surgery, so there's a fifty percent chance it'll work, and a fifty percent chance we'll oh just paralyze God. you. Oh, great! Great. So he's like, I'm just not going to do it. So Kathy just said, Well, let's try it. You know, cysts are made up of fats and proteins. So she put them again on ridiculous amount of lipase and protease, the enzymes that digest fats and proteins. Like I'm talking ridiculous amount. I believe it was like 60 caps of each a day. It's so like 120 enzymes in a day. Oh my goodness. But he was also a big, beefy, kind of thick guy. By the end of like six weeks, he had lost like 40 pounds of good weight. Not wasn't on like chub and everything like that. <laughs> and he also, he started getting feeling back in his leg. And then he got imaging done. And the cyst had shrunk down into a tiniest little P-shaped shell. And then another couple of weeks later, it was completely gone. That's amazing. and But also scary at the same time when you're going to a doctor for medical advice and they're telling you your options are to get surgery that could paralyze you or live with it forever. You know? Exactly. That, and that's why I feel so strongly about people having the knowledge to be able to take their health into, into their own hands. And, you know, I think it really starts with prevention. We, at this point, we have a lot of people that do come in where you know, it's because they're already experiencing the problems, but I think this next generation is gonna be so aware of health and nutrition and how to take care of themselves that it's, you know, they're just automatically putting in these good things and they're not gonna get get to that point where they have to go to a doctor to talk about surgery that could change their lives. Absolutely preventative thought goes into it then. And I totally think that's, um, well, that's definitely my hope for the next generation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's one of those things where if people get more educated on the process of what's actually good for them, you know, you start to open your eyes and you're like, okay, I'll eat this instead of this. I'll do that instead of this. And it is, it is your insurance policy when you really take care of yourself. And, you know, I've been in situations, even with my own knee, they're like, you know, you can have surgery and then you're going to have to do all this rehab and you'll be out for a year. And I was like, a year? I'm like, what right. the hell? That <laughs> sucks. You know? So, I mean, I know there's definitely cases where you definitely will have to have surgery um, for specific injuries and things like that, but I was definitely fortunate, and I do feel that the health protocols and things that I took, those steps definitely helped. And I think you can do a lot of stuff to prevent yourself from having heart disease, cancer, you know, all these different things, diabetes, all these different things that you're seeing plaguing really all the Western cultures that really wasn't in existence, you know, a generation ago, but now all of a sudden it's just normal. It's I have diabetes, I have heart yeah. disease, or this, this. It's like, what the hell? That should not yeah. be normal. It should be yeah. very rare. And so um, I always tell people, geek out and just start getting crazy into your health and nutrition and start reading and studying. Well, and that's, you know, that's kind of the thought process behind our juice line also is to make it easy for people. So you can come in, grab a juice, not knowing a ton about healthy nutrition, but you can grab it, we tell you what it's good for, and you know that that's actually what it's going to do. And every juice was created with a purpose, with intention, and you know, when I drink something I or eat something, I want to know what it's doing for my body and that it's doing the most that it can. 
So that's kind of how our product line was created, where these are all very functional. It's not, you're not just drinking a juice because it tastes good and, you know, you might get a little bit of greens in there. It's, they're really functional, really thought out, and we've done the work so that the cus our customers don't have to. Because um, that's where I've seen a lot of, um, seen a lot of discouragement and frustration come in where people don't understand what healthy is. I think there's a lot of different shades of healthy um, and you know you and I are probably at at the, the highest standard of healthy mm -hmm. but it gets really confusing to people um, they're labeling all natural um, with juices they you know just because it's it's a juice and it says it has this you know this much greens or this much vitamins in it um, the juices you buy at the store they're pasteurized so any vitamins that are in there are getting put back in and they're not they're not vitamins from food. Your body doesn't recognize them, doesn't know how to digest them. But that's so frustrating to people. They're buying things like naked juice that says all natural, but you and I know all natural means nothing. Yep. And we know if they're buying it at a grocery store where it has a 45 to, you know, to 60 day shelf life, that that's not real food and it's not yeah. doing what they want it to be doing for their body. 100%. It's like the stuff you find at the terminal at an airport is far different than getting something that's raw, cold-pressed, and expires in a week. Um, things are supposed to expire. Things like your fruit and stuff is supposed to mold. It's like you watch all these videos on YouTube, like, watch this hamburger not rot for a year and a half. <laughs> that should not be put in your body, ever. Or french fries that are fine for like two years, and they have like a, a constant experiment of watching the french fries. I'm like, that shows you. You should not be putting that in your body. Things that do not mold or deteriorate should not be put, ingested. And then also goes into raw. Ver uh, also goes into um, organic versus non-organic. People don't really realize. And I'm not going to mention names, but there are a lot of other cold pressed juice companies out there that actually are not organic. And the difference is between night and day. They are completely different. Well, even you know, even it just comes down to the taste difference you can completely taste the difference between an organic and non-organic juice, but your, what we talked about earlier, you're drinking juice for, because it's a, it's a high concentration of those fruits and vegetables and their nutrients. But at the same time, if you're drinking a juice that's not organic, it's also gonna be a high concentration of those pesticides <laughs> and chemicals that are used on those, those vegetables and fruits. Um, so it's just crazy to me that juice companies would would one, you're putting out a product for a purpose to help people. Um, and it's crazy to me that it's even an option to not be organic because you're literally, you know, this sounds extreme, but it's literally poison. Yeah, I agree. And I think it just comes down to who's willing to cut corners and put things that are out there that are not good for you and for the sake of making a profit. And that's just saying like it is because that's the bottom line. If you really did care about the product as much as you cared about the money, you wouldn't do it. Right, and it's another thing about the consumer being able to take their health into their own hands and become educated. And, you know, I feel like if a cons if the average consumer knew were to look at two juice bottles and say, okay, well, this one's only six ninety nine, but it's not organic, it's full of pesticides, and it was made 45 days ago, or this juice is a few dollars more at nine ninety nine, but it's organic, it's in a glass bottle, and it was made today, you know, I feel like if the consumer was that educated, they'd always choose the, the higher price bottle with the, the better nutritional value. But right now, the average consumer isn't educated on that, and there are, it's confusing. Especially in the juice world, there's this big gray area that's just starting to be talked about on the other side of it, 
there's this process, and I'm sure you're you're familiar with it. It's called HPP, high pressure pascalization. And um, before the juice companies got a hold of it, it was actually called high pressure pasteurization. But pasteurization, if something's pasteurized, it can't be raw. So conveniently, they were able to adjust the name to pasteurization <laughs> and um, and still call their products raw. And what it is, you, you can't do it in a glass bottle, so you're always safe if you're drinking a juice out of a glass bottle. You know they can't do this HPP process, which, by the way, they don't have to label that they're doing it as of right now. Um, and the juice goes through this process where a ton of pressure is applied to it, and the pressure kills anything that could cause bacteria in the juice. So all the things we were talking about, the micronutrients and enzymes, are killed. Um, and then the juice has a 45 to 60 day shelf life, but they're still able to call it raw, still able to call it cold pressed, fresh juice. And those products are out there and they're even at some of your local juice shops. You're walking you know, in your neighborhood going to your local juice shop thinking that you're getting a juice that was pressed a day or two ago and you're getting something with a 45 day shelf life that you have no idea. Oh yeah, and a lot of them are even uh, made in other countries and shipped here. Yeah. Which is wild, and it's supposed to be a raw juice that was shipped from another country, and you're trying to and, ingest it. Yeah, and and that's the thing, because they're still able to call it raw, people look at those labels and they just think, oh, this is raw, this is in my local juice shop, or even at Whole Foods, people tend to believe shops like Whole Foods, because it's there and it's on the shelves, it must be healthy for me, um, you know, they must have my best interest in mind, and that's not the case. You know, you and I like to compare, like you wouldn't leave, you know, you wouldn't leave an apple out on your counter for 60 days and then go eat it, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's the same thing with these juices and it is frustrating um, when people find out because they're like, wait a minute, I've been spending all this money thinking I'm doing something good for myself and now you're telling me that I'm basically being lied to yet there's no control over it because there's no labeling laws. There's, you know, and there's just this, it's such a gray area and it's really frustrating for those of us who are really doing it well too. Um, you know, I think it's going to start to stand out, but it's frustrating because these, these other juice companies have such higher margins and are putting out a product that they're touting as the same thing as us and are able to charge less for it. And people don't understand, well, you know, why am I going to this shop when I can go to this one and it's $3 cheaper, but it's a completely different product, but they don't know that. Absolutely. And uh, because when you go to different juice places, it is misleading and you don't know what things are. I always ask questions. Yeah, um, also, if they don't put organic on the actual label itself, there's something fishy it's, there. Right. You don't want a verbal, oh, it's organic, because if it really is organic, people are proud of it and they put it on their bottle. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you say that you ask questions. Um, I've had a f several people tell me that they've gone to places and people that have even worked places. Um, we've recently had several people interview for us that work for other local juice companies that are, have been like, I just have to get out of there. They lie to their customers. They're asking us to lie to the customers. Um, so, you know, I guess it's about knowing the right questions to ask and, and also taste. The, you can taste the difference. Yep. Um, if you taste something that's organic and fresh, it tastes much different than something that's not organic and has that 45-day shelf life. Absolutely. How do you come up with your products because I know you release them very carefully and they are not only really good for you but they're very palatable and how do you um, decide what mixtures you're going to do and what superfoods you're going to add in what is the process for creating your stuff well thank you for that compliment um, it actually 
I'm drinking that, her products right now, by the way. It's <laughs> delicious. That part of it um, has come really easy to me. I've always been interested in health and, and eating well and knowing the benefits of food. Um, and the combinations just come really easy to me. That's my favorite part is hanging out in the kitchen and, and making the products. Um, and like I said, everything I want everything to be functional. So usually I think of there are certain things that I, you know, want, taste that I want, like I, I, we wanted to have a carrot juice in the line, we need to have all greens, but I usually start with the function that I want them to have. Okay, carrots we know are good for A, B, and C. Well, what other things can, can enhance that and, and go with it, and what things do we, could taste well together, um, and that's how, you know, our super roots has, and that's why I call it super roots. A lot of them, the names go with the functionality, like we have the radiant skin, we have the glow, those are very obvious what they're doing for you. Super Roots has so many amazing benefits that I couldn't pick like one specific word, which is why I call it super. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and so the process, it's it's based on my intention, the functionality that I want the juice to have, and then kind of backtracking from there what ingredients I want to put in. Um, and then the combination of the flavors, just the actual recipes always just come really easy to me. Um, I think that's just, that's my talent. You know, I like to say, as I was a kid, like I could never be in the, any of the talent shows because I didn't have a talent. Um, and now as an adult, I guess I found it and it's making juice. <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing about your juice too is it's always consistently the same. So I've been to other places where I buy a juice and it completely tastes 180 degrees different than the yeah. last time I bought it. I can count on when I buy a Super Roots, it's going to taste like a Super Roots every single time. And I'm like, how the hell does she do this? And that's something that's really important to us. And it, it, it is hard because... Um, you know, there are times of the season where the carrots taste different, or last year when we were really deep in the drought, um, the carrots were really dry because they weren't getting any water, obviously, so they did taste different. Um, but that's something we, my kitchen staff and in our kitchen, they put so much love into it and they all really care about the product. And, um, you know, I've trained them, they know I'm a stickler on taste and consistency and it really is, I think, you know, as silly as it sounds, I think their intentions and the love that, that we put into it in the kitchen is something that you're tasting on the other side of it. I absolutely believe about intentions when you cook. I mean, I read a book called The Hidden Messages of Water, um, where if you haven't looked that book up, it's another really cool book. I've but been meaning to read that. <laughs> he, um, This guy, he wants to photograph water crystals because water has crystals in them. They're microscopic, and they look something like a snowflake. Like, they're insane. They're beautiful. But they're very aloof. They're hard to find. And make a long story short, he was trying to find these water crystals and photograph them, and he couldn't really find any. And then he took a bottle of water, and he put it in front of some speakers that was playing classical music, and then took that same bottle and tried to photograph it again. He didn't know that he was putting it by these speakers, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden, amazing crystals were formed. And he made this connection that, I wonder if sound had an effect on this so then he started playing with things like saying he loves water i love you i love you i love you and then photographing and informing saying crystals that's so cool and then he would take that same bottle of water that he had just photographed the crystal and say i hate you i hate you i hate you you're the ugliest water i've ever seen and then all of a sudden all the crystals would be obliterated and he has a whole book where he has documented the photographs and everything and he would have school children come into the room and say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> and all of a sudden the crystals would form the craziest crystals you've ever seen and say spiritual things like God and love and spirituality and all these different things and it would change the water. But then it came down to not even just what they were saying, he would just write a note 
and stick it on the water without even saying anything and it would change the water that's so, so cool. i believe that it's... obviously physical change can happen from your intention so if yeah somebody's cooking you food and saying I fucking hate this person. Oh, <laughs> spitting their food. I hate it. It's gonna be terrible. You're it may taste it, but it's gonna make you feel weird. But if you're putting the love and energy behind what you're doing, it's got to have a change. It's got to have an effect. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I've been really lucky with my kitchen staff. They, my main guys, came from another juice company that um, had switched over to that HPP processing and had new ownership that was kind of of the mindset like oh look how much money we can make off of juice and this this movement and it just really got the guys in the kitchen down and they didn't want to work for that company anymore and so they really appreciate coming over working for a company that stands something for something and isn't cutting corners which i i'm so lucky for and i think it's really special to find that in people absolutely and and having people who are happy to work at a place is all of it yes, as well. You definitely. have to have people who are happy to walk into the place because the happier they are, the better job they're going to do. And also, the mood and the energy of the whole place has changed. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, as a business owner, you you need that support behind you. You need your staff to be totally on board with the vision and what you're doing. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard. Absolutely. And then I'm going to take a little detour because you don't just serve juice. You guys also serve milk. Yeah. And the reason I don't always buy the milk is because it's a little bit like dessert and I get too hooked on the dessert and I don't want to eat the entree anymore. (laughs) So I don't always get the milk, but the milks also are insanely healthy for you. And I thought we could take a little detour, talk about the milks. Let's talk about the difference between the milks and the milks that you find, again, on a shelf in a grocery store that's sitting non-refrigerated and it has like a six month expiration date. Let's just talk about your product for a minute. Which is, you know, those, especially the non-refrigerated part is just so crazy to me because our fresh product is so, you know, even the water we use, we have to refrigerate overnight because it's so temperature sensitive. Um, So the stuff sitting on the shelves in the box is clearly not anything close. And um, so just to clarify, when you talk about our milks, it's almond milk. It's raw organic almond milk. And we spell it M-Y-L-K just for fun. Um, yeah, and that's, that was a really fun project that came, just came out of a need for um, my customer base. I noticed them needing a staple in their house. I'd have a lot of people that would come up to me and say, you know, I, I do the farmer's markets and um, for some reason, I guess because I'm standing there with healthy products, people tend to think that I know everything about health and wellness. <laughs> which I don't, but I was constantly getting a lot of a lot of new moms coming up to me and saying, you know, I don't want to put my kids on dairy. I'm going to put them on almond milk, what you know, or soy milk. What do you think about this? Um, and realizing that people just have no idea the diff- what they're buying at the store and the difference between store-bought almond milk and a homemade almond milk. Um, and you're talking about taking your kids off of dairy, which on one hand I think is really great, but then this store-bought almond milk is just another form of poison that you're you're going to feed your <laughs> your brand new child um and so it's really frustrating for parents too not knowing what to do and so i wanted to provide this option so we started with our just plain options thinking that they'd be you know just a staple in people's homes to replace milk and then we've gotten to where we've had a lot of fun with it you know we have our turmeric almond milk our mm. lavender our matcha um I could really go on and on with flavors, but I've cut myself off for a little while with, with the eight flavors of almond milk that we have. Um, 
And another constant thing that I get with the almond milk is people will come up and say, oh, I don't like almond milk. Um, I'm like, okay, well, we'll just taste this. You know, you might, you might like it. It's going to taste different than anything you've ever had. And 99% of the time, they're like, this doesn't taste like almond milk. This is delicious. <laughs> like, no, no, this is almond milk. And the stuff you've had at the store, like, if you think about it, it doesn't even really taste like almonds. Yeah. Um, and that's because it's not. Um, there is a lawsuit going on right now um, against Blue Diamond, who is one of, you know, they're probably everyone knows Blue Diamond almond yeah. milk, um, for them containing 2% or less almonds per carton oh of almond God. milk. So there really is no almonds in there. Very little. Yeah. yeah. So There's then, a almond. Yeah. <laughs> we put one almond in your 24 ounce of almond milk. Yeah, so you're left with water, chemicals, um, chemicals like carrageenan, which almost every almond milk has in it, which... Um, you know, there have been tons of studies done showing it causing com- stomach ulcers and stomach cancers and major digestive issues in people. Um, and some of the almond milk companies have even recognized this and been like, oh, yeah, OK, we're, we're going to work on getting rid of it, like out of our product. Maybe by 2018, we'll have it out of our product. So, you know, let us just feed you this for another three years. And then. And that's one of the reasons all the almond milks I always tell people, if you've had the almond milk at a, at a store, you've actually never really had almond milk. Because it's like a weird, soupy, sludgy thing that's served in the stores. And it's not the consistent of almond milk. When you make your own almond milk, even at home, like I make a lot of nut milks. You soak the nuts. You know, you're germinating them, letting them sprout just overnight, six to eight hours. And then I blend them up and use a cheesecloth. You make yeah. It tastes completely different. It's a whole different product. Um, and just the way it makes you feel. I have had a lot of people, too, approach me that say they... They can't digest almonds. They can't eat them. They can't eat almonds. They don't usually say, I can't digest them. And so I say, well, have you ever tried sprouted almonds? And most of them haven't. And most people that think that they can't eat almonds because they hurt their stomach can then have the sprouted almonds and are completely fine. You know, because it's another thing. It's about activating those enzymes in the almonds and um, breaking down, you know, you would probably know better than, or you might recall the name better than I would, but... um there's a naturally occurring chemical that almonds create when they're out in the wilderness to keep the bugs and birds off of them. So unless you soak that off of it, you're ingesting it. And, you know, it's small doses, but those small doses add up and your stomach doesn't like that. Absolutely. And it's also just the same thing with all nuts, grains, and beans. Every every seed of the earth has something called an enzyme inhibitor, which inhibits it from, if I had a sunflower seed in my hand, there's a reason it's not exploding and growing into a beautiful sunflower. There's an inhibitor that's stunting it from actually sprouting and growing. But when you soak something for six to eight hours, it removes the inhibitor. Yes, it makes it active, but that inhibitor, when you eat something that hasn't been soaked, it acts as an inhibitor in your body. It's hard to digest. That's why for centuries, our own ancestors, wherever you're from, if they any kind of grain or bean, they always soaked them before they yeah. even cooked them. And if you talk to like your grandmas and your grandma's grandma, they're like, oh yeah, I soak. They don't know why, but they just knew intuitively that it felt right. Yes, it softened it, but they also knew it made you feel better when you ate it. And they didn't realize they were removing this enzyme inhibitor and it actually seven to 18 times the nutrients in each individual grain or seed that you're eating when you actually soak it and remove the inhibitor. So again, the almond yeah. milk is very good for you. And your almond milk in particular 
is like <laughs> ridiculously <you>. delicious. <laughs> well, back to the sprouting. I do I do a lot of workshops one on one with kids and with adults teaching them how to make almond milk. And my favorite test is, you know, I send the almonds around so they can see the sprouted, sprouted versus non-sprouted and then have them taste them. And always everyone loves the sprouted over, even like little kids, which it's pretty amazing. They can tell the difference in taste right away. You know, the almond milk tastes good is when you can take a bunch of little munchkins in there, a bunch of like five-year-olds, and they all can take a shot of the almond milks and they'll freak out. They'll oh, think yeah. it's like the greatest thing they've ever had. Like what? This chocolate milk is okay for me to drink and eat, and they blow their mind because it tastes amazing. And it's so rewarding too to see kids enjoying the product, and even the juices. We have a lot of kids that go nuts for the for the our green juice glow because it has a little bit of pineapple in it, um, but then a ton of greens. And yeah. we have kids that just go nuts for it, which is it's very rewarding for me. Yeah, I always tell people, hey, if a five year old can drink it, you better be able to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have. Pure Potion, um, these elixirs, and I've actually not tried any of them, but I hear they're amazing. What's in them and what are they about? Yeah, your wife is a big fan of, and supporter of them. Um, those were designed in ju- same same thoughts as went into the, the juice and almond milk line, a way to make um, health really accessible and tasty. And I'm a huge fan of superfoods and medicinal herbs. Um, and so that's what this product is. It's a blend of superfoods, medicinal herbs. We have three different ones, beauty, brilliance, and longevity. Um, and we've used uh, Chinese herbs, Ayurvedic herbs, and superfoods and created these combinations that just do a million amazing things for you. And you can take a spoonful, make a hot tonic out of it, which is my favorite way to drink them. And then they're like these frothy, amazing, delicious concoctions. Mm. Um, or you can add it to your smoothies, add it to soup. I sprinkle it on um, hot oats sometimes. Um, there are just so many things you can do with it. And herbs are, I think, still a really foreign thing to people, but they have just insane benefits. And, um, you know, herbs have been just used for centuries for so many things and have such healing powers and have, have powers and provide us with things that, that food can't. So this was a way for me to kind of start to introduce people to herbs and make it really easy and accessible for them to consume. That sounds great. I want to try it. (laughs) Yes, you need to. Um, Victoria must be uh, stashing it all away for herself because she's she's had some of them at the house. She doesn't share anything with me. I didn't even know she had them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't tell her I told you. Um, Awesome. Well, is there any closing thoughts, anything you want to share before we check out? Um, well, it was really great being on here, and I just love encouraging people to educate themselves and take control and just really understand their own bodies and and how to nourish themselves and take control of their own health. Um, that's, you know, I think that's more powerful than having a, a juice every day or any of the nutrition tips is to, to understand yourself and know what works for you and... You know, I see so many people, even in my own family, just rely on doctors and they're going to doctors and not getting the answers they want and spending all this time. And it's really, you got it. You have to take back the control yourself and, um, and just know your body and, and know how to nourish yourself. Absolutely. I think also, like you were saying, taking control, we don't actually realize it, but from the moment we're a kid, 
and we're subjected to advertisements, subjected to even school, what we learn in school. All these different things are telling us that specific foods and specific things to ingest and eat are not only fun to eat, but we should be eating them even though they aren't. And it's just actually rewiring what we've been trained. I don't want to say brainwashed, but you kind of get a little brainwashed by society, even as an adult, um, of what is really good for you. And so if you can actually rewire the circuit of your thought process, you can take control of your life, take control of your health, and you become a different person. Completely different person. And just the, the energy alone and the clear mind. And, you know, when you feel healthy, when your gut's happy, you feel like you can do anything. And I I think everyone should feel that way. That's a great note to end on. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. Namaste, everybody. Cheers to your health. Drink some juice. Bye. (laughs)